We're not here to tell you what's important. That's different for every person. But we are here with a DIY method to really boil down what's important to you. Let's figure out how to make your most important things happen. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. We have the blood orange elderflower gin. I'm telling you, every time we use elderflower in a cocktail, I get excited. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And this one comes with Liberator Gin, which I really like. I I know we say that a lot. Liberator is from Valentine Distilling in Detroit, Michigan. The labels, of course, are gorgeous. But the cool thing about this, it's named after the B-24 Liberator Bomber that was produced in Detroit during World War II. So it's kind of got a neat history to it. Yeah, and it's award-winning too, right? Yes, it's award-winning. And then you add, of course, the St. Germain, some blood orange juice, ginger ale, lime juice, and thyme. And it turns it into just a delightful, very refreshing and pretty. Yes. I'm telling you, the elderflower gets me every time. It's not something that I keep in my bar at home, and so it always feels special when I have it. See, I do keep it in my bar because a St. Germain bottle is the best. It's really, really pretty, so I always make sure I have one on hand, but I don't use it very often. I save it for a special. That makes sense. And that's what these cocktails are all about, is just doing a little something extra special that's not your normal pour, something special. Oh, goodness. Should I admit what got us started on this topic? Please do. Okay, so um, Karen mentioned getting her mammogram, and I just looked at her and I said, yeah, I skipped mine this year. And I judged her with all of my looks and words. She did, and I don't know why I did it other than being busy and some confusing paperwork and thing, 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 excuse, 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 but that's a really foolish thing to leave off your list. Yeah, because it's such an easy, I mean, we're all busy. Like getting your teeth cleaned, you got to get your boobs checked. You just do. Yeah. It's a good plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check in with you weekly until okay. you make that appointment. <laughs> Fair enough. I almost made it today. I just got distracted. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I, I promise that by the time this episode is live, I will have had that thing scheduled. I'll How be, about that? I'll give you a shout out on Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. So we're talking about the most important things we do each year. Yeah. It's a good topic. It is. And I feel like, you know, you and I have talked before that we're not New Year's resolution people, but that doesn't mean that we don't spend time reflecting, that we don't set our goals. You know, we're pretty conventional in that way, but I mean, we're just not in it for the big sweeping changes in January thing. No, we're not. But considering this is hitting the streets a little bit before January, it might give you all some time to think about how you decide what's important. And and we think this DIY method has sort of a, it's a three-part method. Yeah. So what's part one, Jen? Define what is important. You know, when we started talking about this episode, I loved what you said. You said, I have to think about it because I think at first you and I were all over the place and sharing the things, like the categories of things that were important to each other, to ourselves. I think you and I were originally all over the place in terms of defining what was the most important thing. I was, I had a laundry list and you boiled it down pretty nicely. <laughs> Surprise. But what you asked me was, what would leave your life broken if you didn't do? And I love that question. You know, I don't remember asking you that question. I thought that came out of your brain, but I'll take it. Okay. I totally credit you. <laughs> um, but I think that there are these business and personal rituals that left undone would somehow break your life. And I love thinking about it in that way. Because we both have those things. We do. And I think ours are really different. Um, And that's what I appreciate. And that's why we kind of got to the idea that it's not up to Karen or Jen to tell you what's important. 
Um, I, I mean, we can tell you things because we like to do that. It's it's part of our fun time. Yeah. But um, we're full of it. Each person really has a different grocery list and a different measuring stick. So give us some of yours. Okay. So on the on the business, like mine are mine are a bit pedestrian. They're really not that. Uh, earth shattering, but I put mine in kind of categories. So for work, I always make sure that I do some goal setting and I do that inside of, you know, the sales and marketing sphere. I I do my financial planning and kind of look at my ratios. And then I absolutely think about what my goals are related to my people, whether that's capacity or growth or their professional development and then my own professional development. So that's kind of where my work important things live. And then for home, I really am always interested in connecting with the things that ground me, and certainly very high on that list is my family. But then um, I've been working pretty hard at the second half of this year, and in 2020 it will be no different, kind of prioritizing my my health. Thus her uh, need to yell at me for ignoring my health. So Hey, my mammogram was clear, That's lady. Good. Yours was clear. Um, I guess we all need a friend to remind us when we're not doing these things. Yeah, for me it's interesting. I actually... Um, knocked it into three categories. And strangely, when I thought about um, the most important thing I do each year, the first thing that came to mind was donate to the ACLU, which it's important to me right now to be giving money to the civil liberties folks because I know they're doing really hard work and I feel like our world needs it at this time. I don't know a different year. It might be some other focus, but um, making sure that we're finding the place to give and in a world where I don't have as much time to be active, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just have to write the check. And so renewing those kinds of things and intentionally figuring out what we're going to renew and what we're going to support each year, even if it's on a very small scale, feels really important to me right now. Absolutely. And then, of course, there's home and there's office. And at home, it all, for me, boiled down to one thing, and it's making time to gather I don't know if that's because we're sitting in the holiday season, but really getting family together and getting friends together is so very important. Mm-hmm. We just recently had a neighbor gathering, sort of impromptu, but it was so delightful, and I, I cherish that stuff so much. And when you can get your family all around the table and really sharing time, whether it's something big like a holiday meal or something really tiny like breakfast on a Sunday, mm-hmm. that's so important to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most important. Yeah, because um, as much as, as important as it is for our for us to model what it is to be um, a working professional to our children, they're not going to remember that the same way that they're going to remember how it felt to walk through your weekly and then even seasonal traditions. And as we've talked about before in other episodes, we can't predict what they will and won't remember. That's true. So we just have to kind of do our best, right? If we could predict everything that our children needed and wanted and would remember, man, we could we could franchise that. Yeah, you could. <laughs> the manual, right? The manual. Yeah. So it's it's funny for us the defining what is important. And I also am always in awe of you and your house list, which maybe in the massive grand scheme isn't the most important because a house is a house. Right. But it keeps you sane, and that's important. Yeah, so every um, – about twice a year, I walk around the house and I make a list of every single room and all the things that need to happen in every room. And so that could be something as fun as, you know, painting and picking out some new things. But really, it boils down to I need to set aside time to sand the areas where the where the baseboards have gotten bumped up. You know, I need to do a trim day or I need to wash the windows or uh, call the mason to fix the bricks that fell off the front. So um 
for me, I get a lot of energy from having kind of a peaceful house. And I'm not a minimalist by any stretch of the imagination, but I really enjoy feeling good in my home. It's my safe place. So when I know that all of the the endless to-do list is controlled because it's defined, I feel much more peaceful. That's true. I would love so much to adopt that habit, but I haven't gotten there quite yet. So listeners, my goal this episode is to adopt some good habits from Karen, such as a house list and calling for the damn mammogram. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> and then, you know, when it comes to work, I think when I boil it down to the most important, if I had to pick just one thing, it's attending to staff and environment more so than anything else. And so that, for me, I do a yearly review of my employee manual and what that does and where we have gaps and what my staff needs. I'm usually taking whatever good ideas or or strange conundrums happened the previous year and seeing how we can improve on our processes and make things clearer. Because I feel like if staff is taken care of and I've planned for all of those contingencies, the rest of it works really well. Yeah, they'll take care of your clients. Right. Client service will work really well. We have a good environment where we all get along. Everybody's feeling safe and comfortable. So um, to me, if I had to pick one most important thing, it's it's sort of those staff processes and making sure that that's all settled. Mm-hmm. The things that you mentioned, like looking at ratios and all of that, it's, it's interesting for, for me. I don't think of that in terms of a yearly task. That feels more often than that. Sure. So I wouldn't have put it necessarily in the yearly task, but I like how your thinking reminds you that every year you need to monitor your progress and your trajectory and mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things. I like... Um, You know, certainly I look at my financials. I look at different financials differently throughout the year. Some of them are more meaningful on a weekly basis versus monthly or quarterly. But I like I I don't like getting too bogged down in ratios because there's there can be such swing in the way Mm -hmm. cash flow rolls or the way projects roll. And um, so I really appreciate looking at some dashboards at the end of the year um, as I'm reflecting on the year and setting some goals like it's almost just like a game. Because if I look at ratios too often, I think I get too obsessed over it. Yeah, that's true. And end of year is such a great time to think about in a business sense, you know, what do you have in your coffers? What do you need to do next year? What are your goals? I I love this time of year for that kind of mm-hmm. planning. Same. Absolutely. As you wisely pointed out, you know, you you have to define what's important to you in order to set goals. Nothing good is going to happen unless you can define your goal and define some actions that you're going to take in order to achieve that goal. So, um, you know, does it have to be wild and sweeping? Does it have to be so big that it feels unattainable? No, I don't think so. And it's interesting because some years your goals might be maintain status quo. That is a very good goal for some years in your life or in your business. That could be a really solid thing to do, Mm -hmm. stabilize the changes I made last year. And other years might be, well, I've been comfortable for a while. Let's push to the next thing. What does that look like? What would that look like in five years? You really have to think through what those goals are, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just aimlessly wandering Mm -hmm. without a path. And that's nice, but I don't know if it's going to get you anywhere by the end. Yeah. And I really appreciate you mentioning that it can be maintaining status quo, that there's there's no... Um, that that's not a weak position. Sometimes that's a really strategic position to take because lots of changes happen. I mean, certainly I'm in that boat too. And and while 
I'm not really at the point where I want to maintain status quo. I certainly want to take a couple big steps forward without losing traction in other areas that are kind of maintaining status quo. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it sure does. And I get it because we've had a very comfortable few years in a pretty good stasis. I think I'm coming out of a four-year period where things have been fairly consistent and I'm getting just itchy enough to think, well, that's enough of that. What should be next? Right. Um, but a goal, a big goal doesn't happen in one sweeping move. It mm-hmm. happens in lots of methodical spaces. Yep. So to take it back to your example, if your goal is a peaceful home, that happens in some methodical planning and a well-spent Saturday morning here and Thursday evening there. Yep. It doesn't all of a sudden, remember that show Bewitched? Yeah. <laughs> You want me just to wiggle my nose? Yeah. If you could just wiggle your nose and make all the things happen, wouldn't that be great? It'd be great. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't, sadly, right now. So you have to think, where do I want to be? What do I want my life to look like this time next year? And so if you already have figured out what's important to you, and then you think about how do I want my life to look in a year or two, then you get to plan, right? Yeah. Which is our favorite part. Yes, absolutely. I love a good plan. I love wrapping my hands around it and sticking out a spreadsheet. (laughs) Checking it off. (laughs) And then adding things that I didn't plan on and checking those off, too. Yeah. But, you know, that's a little inefficient. But really, it's it's about making choices. It is. It's it's really about making choices because if you've come up with that goal, whatever it might be, or the thing that's important, that makes makes your choices very clear. Mm -hmm. And you almost don't have to agonize over them because they are self-evident if you've done the thinking in advance. Yeah. So... Do you have a goal that you'd like to declare that you're going to, like... Declare? Claim for 2020? (laughs) Well, for 2020 at home, my goal is very clear. It will be the summer before my middle child graduates. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, like, home things, we are in a preparing year. Mm -hmm. We're in the make sure the grades are good, figure out college applications, get the house in order for the summer after. So we have very clearly defined goals based on the schedule of our family. Right. At the office, um, we have had four pretty comfortable years, and I'm definitely looking at some moves and some changes. So I think 20, 2020 and 2021 will bring some new stuff, which is exciting. Yeah. You know, I've been in such a season of change between like the rebrand and David's retirement, and I just feel like I've been on this roll of change, and so I'd like to like park it for a minute, but I also feel like I'm I'm at the cusp of this wave that's about to roll, yeah. and that I better stand up on that surfboard or I'm going to go under. Yeah. Like it's, but in an in an exciting way. Yeah. And so I'm I'm not quite ready to hit pause yet, and I too am considering some big moves, and so that'll be fun. But I think from a work standpoint, um, how that's going to happen is for me to continue to step back and develop my team. They are such amazing people. They each have such amazing gifts, and I trust them implicitly, and I just need to keep stepping back and giving them more and more. Yeah. But that really complements my my goal personally is just to work a little bit smarter and to not get too caught up in the grind and um, to spend a little bit more time at home. Yeah. So in some ways, you know, you could back that up to say what's important to you is being able to make space for the people at your office to do the great things that they can do so that you can spend some of your time with your family at a really important time and doing some strategic thinking and plotting plotting and planning. (laughs) 
as I rub my hands together. <laughs> it's about making choices. You sometimes have to give stuff up. Yeah. And so for me, I think what, what it is to give up is that as I step back, I have to give up on the grind. Um, I think I've said to you before, sometimes life feels like you're on a hamster wheel and you have really great muscle memory for like getting all the things done. That could mean menu planning and doing the laundry and packing lunches, but that also could mean making sure that bills are paid, making sure the cash flow is good, making sure your business development um, tactics are sound. You know, like it just all feels like a grind sometimes. And it's not that there isn't joy in it, but it doesn't have to be a grind and maybe there's a different way to work. Yeah. So I have to give up the grind. You're going to give up the grind. Yeah. That's important to you. Yeah. It's a good plan. Yeah. And that kind of segues into our third point of um, once you know what your goals are, you've got to plan for them. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And that's making choices as part of that plan and figuring out how am I going to get there and how long is it going to take to get there. And sometimes defining what you're going to give up, like I was talking about the grind. If you know what you're going to give up and if you define it, it's like, oh, well, that's not that bad. Right. And it's easy to give it up if you've got a good reason. Mm -hmm. Well, easier. In most cases. In most cases. <laughs> and, you know, you can look at it as the small things or the big things. You can you can look at this a massive life shift or you can look at little micro changes and little micro efforts that add up to something really big by the end of the year. So planning how you're going to get there is is better to me than just making a New Year's resolution that is a declarative statement with nothing to prop it up. Yeah. And again, I think it's just the process of going through and deciding what's most important that helps you define what you're going to go after. Because just knowing what's in your heart and your soul and knowing the thing that will light you up once you get there, man, that's everything. That's just everything. It is a big win. <sighs> so you're welcome, guys. There's a little DIY um, <laughs> strategy session for your life. Hope it goes great. Yep. We've got your strategy all figured out. I know our consultation fees will come later. Just <laughs> just kidding. Um, but you know what will come later is another one of these drinks. This um, beautiful drink has a slice of blood orange in it, which don't just get a regular orange. The blood orange is so, so pretty. And it's got a little sprig of thyme in it, which is maybe hard to come by in the winter in the north. But I'm sure you've got a Whole Foods or equivalent somewhere where you can find some. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. As always, you can head over to our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com, to get recipes for our cocktails. Mmm, cocktails. All right, now we've got goals. Next up, we're going to talk about how to get at them without a lot of brouhaha. Neither one of us are really New Year's resolution people, but a new year is always a good time to consider a fresh start. Join us next time. We'll talk about getting back to basics. It's our opportunity to reacquaint ourselves with what really matters. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>